1: well john as i'm sure you know with home security there are two ways you can go about protecting your home first of all do you protect your home right now john what would you say is your home security option at your house
0: uh run an apartment building so they provide security
1: so you got the you got the access control on the perimeter that's that's fair that's one thing but there's also the traditional way where you can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs you a small fortune this is if you're going to add something to your apartment or there's another way, John. The better way Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. Award winning protection, two time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Awards. It blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbell alerts. That wouldn't work for us in apartments, but the doorbell maybe. Uh, you got the camera on your door, entry, motion, glass break sensors. You barely even notice it's there what's truly remarkable you can set the system up all by yourself and that's pretty cool I gotta admit anybody can do it it takes 30 minutes to an hour tops there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety you have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24/ 7 it's only 50 cents a day no contracts that's why the verge calls simply safe the best home security system. All right, so all you got to do, guys, you want to support us on the show and you want to make your house safer, self-install, all that stuff, go to simplysafecom slash team today. That's T-E-A-M. And in case you didn't know, simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I. simplysafecom slash team. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. you have got nothing to lose. So go now, simplysafecom team. And our offer code is team. Uh, And that's it, guys. All right, let's go on to the show. Welcome to Landsharks After Dark, your irregular dispatch from the dystopian reality that is just being alive now, John. There's so much going on. None of it is good. First of all, before we started the show tonight, I just spent 45 minutes trying to get my Skype to work, so thank you for hanging around. Already I had said, let's not do the show tonight. I came back and said, let's do it. So, all in all, thank you for your patience, John. How are you doing? It's Wednesday night, uh, the 11th of March. What's up?
0: just happy to be alive since the coronavirus has taken over the
1: world and yeah you, you seem uh, you seem a little flexible are you are you working from home yet or are you just um, having a not busy week
0: no uh, we're just uh, we're it's, it's we're not we're all going in the office and
1: everything it's affected for stand. now for now yeah i mean things are escalating hey, so tra- quickly hey, i'm
0: traveling next week i'm going uh, i to go to dallas for a couple of days and then uh, Vegas for March Madness. I'm going to March Madness. New Hampshire group's going to March Madness. We that's... got some. We got some sissies that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. that are chickening out.
1: I heard about this.
0: This is you new. Know, this is just kind of a lot, a lot of talk and not a lot
1: of action. We're well, gonna... that's that's very funny. So you're going to go to Vegas to watch March Madness on the TV. There's not going to be any fans at the games, right? Yeah, but who the hell cares about the? fans? Well, sure. The no, the, I'm sure the Madness. Vegas the Vegas crowd should be. More lively than whatever's happening in the arena, it sounds like.
0: Well, the coronavirus, uh, you know, I mean, it's sad for everybody it's in, the people it's impacted, but if I'm going to be selfish for a minute. It's It's been, I mean, my plane ticket was 530 bucks round trip. Then I could cancel it and rebook it for no change fee. It was a $220 ticket when I rebooked it. So,
1: oh, so I made 300 pretty, bucks
0: off the uh, coronavirus.
1: That worked out pretty well for you. Damn, it costs that much to go to Vegas where you live? That's way too much. What two twenty round trip? Well, even that, but the five hundred especially. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we got yeah, those direct well, like Frontier well, flights. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Jet Blue's the only respectable airline that goes. Right. So well, well, Delta runs one direct, but March Madness like huh. Boston to uh, direct to Vegas is going to be some. Uh,
1: yeah, I get it. Well, you go, you go down to IEH out here, and they're paying you. to get on the plane to Vegas. I mean, they're yeah, like, please, yeah, they're begging you. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, no, it's um. Interesting situation. I don't know what's going to be like a week from now. This week already has been uh, kind of insane. We went from not much of a reaction other than, you know, the market dip, obviously, to today you have college conferences canceling, March Madness, no fans. Uh, they're talking about the NBA is going to get rid of fans at games. I mean, I'm supposed to go to MLB opening day this month for my bachelor party. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's going to get canceled or we're not going to be allowed to go or something. So, that's kind of depressing. I got relatives. Are you going
0: to the Astros or what are you? Yeah, that's,
1: that's the plan. Um, but And then, I mean, they, they canceled the rodeo today. That's a huge deal here. Um, so it's a little – things are things – They are canceled
0: the rodeo in Houston?
1: They canceled the rodeo today. It's like Holy it's been shit. going on for like eight days at this point, and there's still another week and a half left to go. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's a big deal. First time in 80 years, they haven't had the full rodeo and concerts and all. So – um, things are getting kind of crazy around here. People are panicking a little bit., uh, you know, I got my wedding next month. I had my first relative last night tell me that they're not gonna come because they're advising everybody not to travel. blah blah blah. And it's just uh,
0: we will be traveling to Houston. we, we I, I I have no fear of the coronavirus. Right, well out. at
1: least we know John will be there. We're basically gonna be the NBA playing a game to an empty stadium except John will be there at the wedding. so that's that's what matters. I appreciate that, John. I know you got your room booked. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a, There's a lot of uncertainty right now. Very weird time. Uh, you know, I think my friend Jacob, something it up best, something we're all thinking right now. Of course, the season that Ole Miss is actually playing really good baseball and, you know, on a 16-game winning streak at this point is when they're going to cancel the whole sport. So that's just, that's just about what it's like. That's what we expect at this Expos, point.
0: 94 Expos, baby. That's what we're going to be.
1: 94 Expos. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess that's enough complaining about the coronavirus for now. I guess I got it out of my system, and like you said, John, I think maybe my computer caught a little bit of it. That's what was going on with the, with the Skype recording, maybe. But let's let's move on. I mentioned the baseball team. That's pretty much all that's going on right now. I believe technically Ole Miss is playing basketball at this at this hour against Georgia in the SEC tournament. But we're not going to talk about that. I mean, they're they're losing. They're going to lose. The season is over. It's been a bad. Might be season. eliminated.
0: Let's see here. It's it's
1: sixty two to forty seven right now Georgia with ten minutes left, um, you know I don't well, I do Why good. are
0: there fans in the stands?
1: It's a great question. Uh, it's uh, not safe. It's not safe, and I yeah,
0: mean Old Miss, Miss is trying to get out of Nashville so they uh, so they keep the fans safe. You stay know, health, stay fans healthy. Stay
1: healthy. Yeah, and that's exactly. and that's also the thing about March Madness. I don't even think Old Miss wanted to be in March Madness this year. You know, it's not it's not safe. It's not prudent, frankly. So. It yep. it was a it was a season that ended exactly the way we planned for it, too. So no regrets. Exactly. Basketball is basketball. Nothing going on there. The spring football, I have no idea. I assume it's going to happen at some point. I don't know. They're they're canceling school left and right, college all over the country. So I don't know. I assume that in the SEC, people are still going to play spring football. That's, that's going to happen, regardless of whether or not the fans can see it. I'm sure they'll keep practicing. But Lane's doing his thing. Really, the only game in town right now is his baseball team. Uh, and, and heading into SEC play, got LSU scheduled for this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I've been hearing there's bad weather in Oxford, so not sure what days they will actually play on. But heading into this LSU game, they are extremely hot, John. It's a team that is building off of almost no prior production. I mean, you're talking about Tyler Keenan, who who was very good as a freshman and sophomore, and then Anthony Servideo. Who mostly was like a defensive nine hole type hitter guy. And other than that, everybody else, I mean, Kevin Graham, but he's kind of having a bad season. Everybody else is new to the team or if they played in the past, like Tim Elko, Justin Bench, they, they really didn't do anything until this season. Uh, and they're just, they're red hot right now um it's it's kind of been crazy to watch maybe it's it's the thing about bianco needs guys that he hasn't gotten a stink on yet to to actually be playing loose at this point in the season at least
0: warren nolan rpi they're four in the country
1: yeah and of course still too early to put stock in rpi people will tell you but yeah i was looking at that myself um i think somewhere on here he has like predictions but I, i i think uh if you look at any algorithm right now, they're definitely in really good shape. The last game they lost was that way, opening game. Wh-
0: way too early. Eight Quadrant One wins. Eight. That's crazy. Uh That's a lot. Florida, Alabama up there. Alabama hasn't played anybody. We know that.
1: But, mm-hmm. um, what is, and I honestly don't know, what has Louisville done since, uh, since Ole Miss beat them in the first weekend? They're 30th in the they're, RPI. They're still 13-4. and 13-4. and four.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're good. That's LSU's 11-5. and five. Let's see here.
1: LSU also got no hit for the first time in program history in Houston a couple weeks ago.
0: They are 0-1 on the road, 1-2 neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has their schedule been today? I think
1: they're 11-5. They haven't and played anybody is the problem. That's people are down on LSU. They lost
0: one to Indiana. They lost to At Nichols. They lost to Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, they,
1: they, uh, they really haven't Taylor. played anybody. They lost
0: to Oakland it they, they uh, it's not doesn't appear to be vintage.
1: They're they're tied one to one against South Alabama right now. So you know Ole Miss is riding. I don't know if it's the longest in school history now, but one of the longest winning streaks in school history. Uh, I think last night when they beat ULM, it became the tied for the second longest, and then today they just completely destroyed ULM. They're playing at Monroe, and it was like eighteen to four final or something like that. I mean they're they're really hitting right now, and, and I, it's hard to say what's the biggest surprise, John, the hitting or the pitching, because both have been um, very good so far. Let's talk about the hitting first. So I have the stats pulled up here. Anthony Servideo is just having an insane season. He's batting four eighteen with a .1338 OPS. That's just, that's bonkers. Um, he has a .593 on-base percentage. Uh, he's hit five home runs. Um, that's, that. I mean, that's if you're a leadoff hitter, to be slugging 745 and have a 593 on-base percentage, that's ridiculous. That, that That's better than Braxton Lee was at this point in the season.
0: That's way better. I mean, he's the best leadoff hitter they've had since Braxton Lee, and this is Well, boss. if he
1: can keep this up or even stay close to this pace for the season, I mean, thats that's a complete performance right there. That's insane. Um, and then batting second, I've been pretty impressed with Chatigny. He's up over three hundred. He he's over a thousand OPS. Um, he's, uh, he's he's playing a decent second base. He has like a decent amount of errors, but still, I, I think overall he's a great addition to the team, uh, especially at the plate. Keenan's having a great year. It says on here on the side he's listed with twenty seven RBIs. I think it's actually more than that after today. Um, And he he has six home runs, I want to say, leading the team. Um, So basically you're getting what you need to get out of Keenan, and then you have all these other guys. Tim Elko is playing better than he's ever played. Um, Let's see. Cale Baker really hasn't done that much since the first weekend uh, Mm -hmm. when he was so good against Louisville. So we'll see what happens there. I think there's an interesting conversation to be had at first base, whether it's Cale Baker, Kevin Graham. Tim Elko is really good there defensively. Today the freshman played uh LaFleur, you know i think he's young i don't think he's going to be playing too many significant games this season but there's a lot of potential there um and then uh let's see going around we talked about all the infielders now the catcher is extremely good defensively and he's actually hitting some home runs as well down in the the seven eight range in the order Uh, another freshman hayden dunhurst um he is throwing out a lot of runners and then in the outfield, just like an embarrassment of riches where you have this guy, Hayden Leatherwood, who came out of JUCO. Um, I want to say he was at Vanderbilt as a freshman. I'm not positive about that. But then Justin Bench is playing very well. Uh, mm-hmm. He's hitting 286. he He's been playing some center field. Um, and then you have the baseball players. Jerry and Ely made a great play in left field yeah. yesterday. Got a hit as well. Uh, John Reese Plumley at this point not really a factor, uh, batting or defensively, but he's a he's a very fast pinch runner. Uh, another is
0: he, is he still a good rebel that loves Ole Miss?
1: I guess so. He's still playing Ole Miss sports, so he hasn't he hasn't transferred to go be the quarterback at I don't know whatever the next level down would be. Yeah. Um, and then I mentioned Tim Elko, who's who's can play right field and is hitting three thirty three, having by far his best season as a junior. Um, been really impressed with him, clutch hitting as well. Uh, and then the one guy I don't think I mentioned that's making a huge impact is this Ben Van cleve guy. I think he's going to become the everyday DH for sure. He's hitting 385 right now, uh, with a 1029 OPS. Uh, and he has a 529 on base percentage as this big fat DH guy, so you got to love that. Um, just all these different pieces that came out of nowhere. Uh and they're they're super hot. They're super hot right now. And that's that's the batting, but I don't know, have you, have you been watching some of these games, Sean? You seen these guys? Uh
0: this team has my interest. They've got two sided thump in the lineup. They've got a good one two punch at the top. Um they've got a hell of a defensive catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh uh fielding's probably average it's something you want but you know,
1: it's yeah it's not it's not above uh, average that's for sure uh
0: bullpen depth's a question it was a question to start the year still is but that seems to be shaping up probably better than people anticipated mm. uh Derek diamond has the potential to be the best sunday starter probably of the past
1: 10 years yeah, I was gonna say the bullpen depth is being aided by the fact that they have like three legitimate starters. I mean, we we knew that Mackenzie was gonna be good, assuming he didn't have a sophomore slump. But let's talk about some of these pitching numbers, John, because I was looking at them yesterday, and some of them are a little bit insane, right? So, Mackenzie's got a two three five ERA, good, but his WHIP is .78. Okay, and uh, he has...
0: Well, he's had two just ridiculous outings the past three weeks.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, let's see, sorry. So, DeCasey has 31 strikeouts, and he only has... Where's my walks here? Oh, right next to it. He only has nine walks. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's your Friday night guy. But then you look at the lead that, that Hoagland has taken... Hoagland has 37 strikeouts to four walks on Saturday. He's really elevated his game, 116 ERA, got a 0.95 whip. Uh, he's just been outstanding right now. And both these guys are going deep into games. You mentioned Derek Diamond. Um, you know, he's not at their level, but for a Sunday guy, he's doing a great job. He's keeping Ole Miss within, you know, not giving up more than three or four runs through about five innings right now. I think Parham on Rebel Grove said that. All three starters have gone at least five innings every weekend, something like that, which that that is really going to help a bullpen with question marks right there. Um, they have a combined no-hitter on the year. Uh, they, they lost a pitcher in the fall or the spring. I think it was in the spring, actually, uh, that we thought was going to contribute. I'm forgetting who it was right now, but the guys that are here are doing really well. Tether Broadway is doing great, .56 ERA. Austin Miller has got a 208, and he's been clutch in some big innings. And then uh, this Braden Forsythe guy, who I think came from Juco, he's pretty much become the closer. He's having a really good season as well, 1.23 ERA. And then you have a few other guys that can give you innings. I mean, Max Chaffee has a zero ERA still, uh, and he has thrown, let's see, how many innings? Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, Chaffee's thrown eight innings. Um, Let's see. Jackson Kimbrell is doing stuff. Who's the
0: guy that talks to himself on the mound? Oh the yeah, Wes Wes Burton. Yeah, he has a one for
1: two era, six innings. He's my he's my favorite player on the team. He's a big tall kid from California. He's a freshman. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot as well. These are so. I, I think honestly, the biggest question at this time is midweek starter, and they just navigated what looked to be a little bit treacherous of a midweek series at ULM, who going in was like twelve and four and had yeah. like a top ten RPI. They won a game six three yesterday, and today just blew them out. So, um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna create problems about a midweek starter when they're going into SEC play with one loss on a Friday night to Louisville. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll lose like the Governors Cup or a midweek against. Uh, usm or memphis or something because the the movie starters have been shaky but right now it's it's really just kind of nitpicking compared to how well the starters and the and the everyday bullpen guys have been
0: i mean pitching staff shaped up well as long as they can keep getting depth and conference play which hoagland has taken the step to be he's been terrific he might be the best saturday guy in the league and the casey's a you know he, he's a very good competitor on Friday may not mm-hmm. have you know probably a few guys that have better top end stuff than yeah, is, yeah but he knows how to compete at the college level so
1: yeah Hoagland is he's he's been a control guy his whole career I think last year maybe it was too much control he was in the zone too much uh, and now he still has that fastball control but he added like a new slider this year that's just like a deadly out pitch um, yeah. and that's really benefiting him. You know, I, the bullpen still is not, like, the deepest. You're still – people say one bullpen arm short, stuff like that. But until, until someone – and I'm sure someone will do it. You know, we've played some good teams. Louisville, ECU, that tournament at ECU, um, you know, last weekend against Princeton wasn't so good. But we, we've played some decent teams. But once they play a better team, if someone can actually get a starter – out early in the game, a weekend starter, maybe then you can start talking about the depth in the bullpen. But as long as these guys keep going like six and more innings, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to be that worried about the bullpen because they have enough guys that if if you're talking about nine bullpen innings a weekend, I think they got that covered right now. I'm not worried about that.
0: Yep, yeah, I think they, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Conference play always is a different animal, but I think they get an LSU team that, is good, not great. Frankly, they had to win the series and get off to a
1: yeah. And I mean, what? Where are they?
0: Where are they at next week?
1: I'm pulling up the schedule right now. What we have to remember with this team is yeah. Go ahead.
0: Because they got what Arkansas at the end of the month. Is mm-hmm. that right?
1: Yeah. So they have um, LSU and then at A and M. They're shuffling a little bit, um, but still a tough place to play always. And Then Arkansas at home. South Carolina at home, at state. That's the next few teams. Yeah, about this team, it's it's easy to get excited right now with how hot they're playing. But this is also the number one strength of schedule, like without a doubt. I mean, you're talking about series against Arkansas, as I mentioned. South Carolina at state, Vanderbilt in Oxford, at Florida, at Georgia, I mean, uh, at Alabama. These are all of that, of Warren Nolan. Going back to Warren Nolan's uh, RPI, right, for baseball. So you get Florida, who's number two in the RPI, Alabama, who's number four, uh, Georgia, who's number 15, A&M, who's number 17. I already played Louisville, who's number 28 right
0: now. I mean, they keep playing the way they're playing. They're going to end up being a national seed.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a tall task. But yeah, Arkansas is number 45. Vanderbilt's all the way down at 50, but obviously that's not going to stay that way. Um, And that's just off the RPI. If you look at the top 25... Like D1 Baseball, I think it's even more striking how how many top 25 teams that Ole Miss has on the schedule this year. Um, so all this to say, they're really hot right now, but there's a lot of struggles ahead one has to assume. And especially with a team this young, you worry about conference and uh, scouting reports, stuff like that. I mean, I think we've already seen the scouting reports affect Kale Baker, who I mentioned. Uh, he pretty much only gets off-speed pitches now. Nobody throws him a fastball. So in the D one top twenty five, Florida is one, Louisville's two, Georgia is three, Vandy's six, Ole Miss is eighth, Arkansas is fourteenth, State seventeen, Auburn eighteen, LSU nineteen. Uh, every team I mentioned is is on the schedule for a three game series. So that's more than half of your schedule is in the top twenty five right now. That's 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 a tall task. But that that all that to say, you can lose a decent amount of games and still definitely be in the hosting conversation. Maybe even still in the national seed conversation with the start that they've had. So they've set themselves up really well. It's going to be interesting now to see LSU and Oxford. This is a test. And then I think you got a really big test coming up. Well, I don't know. I mean, A&M, Arkansas, South Carolina, all good programs, but they're not having the best seasons. It'll be interesting to see how they weather that. And then obviously at Starkville. Um, and then you have three teams in a row with Vanderbilt, Florida and Georgia, that are top five teams right now, and you end with Auburn and Alabama. So, um, you know, I think when you have a good team in a sport, you always want to see how they do against the best competition, and the, we're not going to have to wait long to figure that out. I mean, that's all on the horizon for this team. Yeah.
0: No, it'll be interesting. It's 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 fun to have a team and a you know conference season to look forward to, which
1: for a change, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're at sixteen and one right now. I'm trying to figure out i mean maybe it's too early to tell but i'm I'm trying to figure out what the season for i mean sorry the ceiling for this team legitimately is with this schedule
0: schedule is if they keep i mean if they if they keep it going i mean laugh if you want to i mean they control their fate to a net, to like the number one overall national seed with a schedule. I'm not saying no, that no I mean
1: that's you're right but they definitely control their fate if if they do something crazy like go. Twenty-one and nine in the SEC, twenty-two and eight, like it, which would be crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think that is going to be a resume that's going to beat just about anybody in the country. You have to yep. assume.
0: Yep. You would think so.
1: I mean, we it, it could if if they play really well. So let me count the weekends here: one, two, three, four, five, six. So after six weekends, they go at Florida. So if you're talking about you know, fourteen and four in the SEC going to Gainesville, that could be a series that has major implications for the top eight national seeding, like who's who's ahead of who between Ole Miss and Florida.
0: Yeah,
1: but again, this this all seems it seems a little premature. They could
0: also get swept by LSU this weekend, and we go, well, that was fun.
1: They absolutely could, um, and that wouldn't be shocking. Even if they get swept by LSU, they're not even necessarily out of any conversation. But nope. you know. The numbers bit, we're talking about are hole. are ridiculous when it when it comes to the SEC in baseball. So, it's a, it's about to be a long thirty game slog here. Um, they have midweeks against Memphis, still Southern Miss. They've already beaten both those teams, right? I think they played both of those teams. Yep. They beat Southern Miss in Oxford four to three. They beat Memphis eight to one. So they have two more games against those teams. Um, a few nobodies here. The Governor's Cup against state, and two games against Arkansas State. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting, John. I just I hope they can uh, get all the games in this weekend. I'm sure they will. They always do. Yeah. Hopefully that. Well, coronavirus though. Maybe there won't be any fans at the games pretty soon.
0: I think we're a long ways from that at Swayze I guess the league would have to Maybe at
1: Swayze, I think the Big Ten decided the day That only family members can come to the game Or something like that Whatever It's pretty crazy man
0: The world's ending
1: Yeah And pretty, and that's that's what people are, are acting like for sure I'm just hoping that maybe it'll Maybe it'll crest and then fall off again um, In the next couple of months here
0: Yeah, hope so
1: Before, before early May at least but we'll see all right well that's that was the that's the speed run of where the baseball team stands right now john um spring ball begins in a week yeah i guess so they gotta all wear face masks surgical mask at practice yeah they should
0: um i guess the biggest thing in spring is what does the quarterback situation look like at the end of it
1: well, one of the quarterbacks, at least the starter from last year, is not even going to be there, right? I've been wondering this. Are Ely are and, and Plumley just going to miss spring practice? Is, I, I have no idea.
0: Rumor is Plumley's already been talked to about a position change.
1: Well, I think we would all hope. I mean, I don't think people think that that Kiffin is going to run the Rich Rod, Plumley Wildcat offense, so... The best way you contribute oh. to the team would be, you know, slot receiver, running back, something like that. But, I mean, is there any rumor about how he received that news? Because the, the rumor out of high school was that he didn't want to go somewhere like Georgia because they weren't going to give him a shot at quarterback. old Miss Wood, so he came here.
0: I think you could sit down with Plumley and say, look, you, threw, you we spent a year watching you throw the ball. This just isn't going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, we, we saw you miss wide open receivers. You're a great runner. You can contribute, but... Yeah. Well, okay, but even still, so let's say Plumlee decides he wants to switch position. What's going on with the baseball team? Are they going to keep traveling with the baseball team? Are they going to just miss spring practice? What does that mean for guys Uh, like...
0: Ely's? definitely wants to play baseball, so they're not going to touch that. He doesn't need spring practice. That's true.
1: Um,
0: So, yeah, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, Plumlee is, you know... Honestly, if Plumley said, "Yep, I'll do a different position," and but I, you know, play baseball or whatever, then hey, let him go do it. Who cares?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess so. If he's if you're a good giving. rebel, loves Old Miss. Keep I mean, it, keep it and one, simple.
0: They're sixteen and one with him being a great clubhouse guy and a fast, and a that's fast true. pitch runner. So
1: that's true. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you just you you, you simplify as much as possible in the fall if he's if he's going to play something else, and you just see where you are. It'll be interesting in the spring. Uh guys like Snoop Conner going to get a ton of touches if Eli's not there. That could be good for his development. He was already really good last year.
0: Uh um, yeah, I mean, he could get a ton of I mean, if you told me he emerges like a, you know, a solid, you know, you know, well, he he's got the potential to really jump up and be, I mean, Ealy's going to be quicker, but Snoop Connor could really be a bell cow.
1: Yeah, and then and then I mean if you have both those guys looking good in the fall, that's going to be great for the team. So I think it's good news for the running backs room, probably because as you said, Ely was very good last year. I think he'll be okay playing baseball. That's what he wants to do. Uh if Connor could get some some extra attention and focus and get even better this spring, I thought he was really good last year as well. So um that's something to watch, I think, in the spring. You mentioned the quarterbacks. I think there's a lot of consensus that Tisdale and Corral could both either emerge being the guy. I know there's some, you know, what, Kincaid, Dent. There's some other yeah. guys in that room. I think it's most likely that it's either going to be Corral or Tisdale. And I'm going to give Corral the edge because he was a little bit higher rated. But, I mean, both have a lot of potential, I think.
0: If Kiffin can can coach yeah. Corral to be a solid thrower, I mean, I, mm-hmm. think, there's, I think you could about – Offensive line is a big question mark too. If you can have a serviceable line and get yeah. Corral to be solid, then you should have a running game that could mm-hmm. that could mm-hmm. be a focal, you know, really be good from an offensive
1: standpoint. I think you need to he needs to coach Corral, you know, between the ears, the sh- decision making. Yeah. We know he has a strong arm, but he makes bad decisions. And you know, watching the entirety of that offense and team last year, it's it's hard to fault Corral too too much. I mean. It's obvious the quarterback room was in shambles. There was no clear idea what was going on with the offense. They had no identity. Um, I'm sure he was not getting the best individualized quarterback coaching. So, uh, you know, I I think if you saw Corral play much more like I think Ole Miss fans expected him to, and like he did Mm -hmm. at times as a freshman, that would not be surprising um, just with the change in coaching, the change in philosophy, because last year was just, kind of a bizarre showing when it comes to offensive coordinator and quarterback room and all of that. It was nothing really made sense. I feel like um, at least from the outsider perspective. So uh, you know, you have to hope the, the more normal consistent and hopefully better coaching is, is going to pay dividends for corral. Um, but then if it's Cisdale, you know, that's fine too. He came out of Texas, had a lot of, had a lot of potential. So he could just as easily be the guy. I have no idea what's going to determine between the two of them. I guess just, whoever can run the system better um i don't know yeah i still i think next year still there's probably going to be a a learning curve a new coach type thing going on but it still should be easier to watch i think than the Matt Luke team this past year i have to assume that
0: well coach actually knows how to run a game on the sideline
1: that helps you got some i think we got some good coordinators some good position coaches a lot of recruiters but some decent coaches as well Yeah, hopefully uh, they'll be able to actually start the season off in uh, against Baylor and, and have people in the stands. No, I'm just gonna—I'll stop. I'm beating this this horse to death here. Um, but yeah, I guess now that the rodeo is canceled, that'll be the next time I'm in uh in RG Stadium. I was gonna go this weekend, but I guess not.
0: <laughs> yep, that's sad. If you can even go, we'll see.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. The biggest game in town right now, anyway, is the Roughnecks. People are pumped about the XFL here. They're loving it.
0: Oh, uh, is that is that legitimately catching
1: on? I wouldn't say that. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I do have a coworker who's a huge fan and watches all the games. I think people are just football starved. You know, football fans want to watch football, and so they'll watch it. But still, the teams play it like they they play it college stadiums and not even uh they play at like some smaller mm-hmm. college stadium i think and they get like twenty thousand people so it's it, it's no competitor to the nfl but i guess in the dead season it, people yeah. will watch it i haven't personally watched it but apparently the uh the houston team is doing well i know jordan tom you is playing for st louis which you know, good for him i guess make money somehow that's great yeah makes sense uh yeah, and then I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with the NBA. Like, I don't know if they're just gonna take fans out of the stadium and play the rest of the games, including the playoffs, with no fans. It's 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 gonna be interesting. I wonder if that. I wonder if that helps any teams. Uh, you know, that's the game within the game. Like, I wonder if there are some teams that are better in empty stadium. I don't know.
0: Yeah, who knows? I'm sure it'll be an excuse if somebody gets knocked
1: out. Yeah, we we can't play without our fans. I bet they still play like the music and stuff, you know, because the NBA plays music during the game. It's the only league that yeah. does that, which I think is cool. Um, I don't really know what other sports could do that. I, I guess football could. It wouldn't really make sense for baseball. It's kind of like golf. You don't want to mess up the swing or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I really, I really want to go to uh, opening day for the Astros. But a lot of people here are saying that this is good for the Astros because now nobody can boo them because that's been the big thing in spring training. Everybody hates the Astros for being cheaters. Well, it's gonna be
0: funny when they uh, get hit you know, hit by a pitch and like there's no crowd there to like jeer jeer them. So it'll be interesting.
1: I mean, honestly, outside of like injuring them, I'm I'm not. If, if people want to intentionally hit them over and over as a, a fan of the team that wants them to win, I'm not gonna complain about that. Like free base runners, that sounds that sounds fine to me. Um, but yeah, unless they're like hitting him in the head or something. And then at that point, I think that the league would probably get involved.
0: Yeah, I would think so.
1: Yeah. Whatever. The whole thing's overblown as a Patriots fan. You understand if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> all right. Well, John, I think we knew it was going to be a short show. It's, it's, we got on. Trump in five minutes. This should be entertaining. Oh, is it it's something is it an emergency press conference? What's going on now?
0: He's going to address the, where we're at with the coronavirus.
1: Oh, that should help. That should calm everything down. I'm sure after yeah. this we'll be... Hey, uh,
0: Mike Pence, not Mike Pence. Trump's going to say some shit.
1: So. We'll be back to normalcy after all of this. Well, great. Well, by the time you hear this, we'll probably be on nationwide quarantine. So enjoy. Yep. I'm sorry that you're trapped in your house and all you have is this podcast to listen to. That is truly bleak. Uh, but Hey, you know, hopefully we can still watch some baseball this weekend. that's, that's what I'm hoping for, John. Uh, and like you said, hopefully not get swept by LSU. Well, SEC play is time to find out what the team actually can do. It should be fun. Uh, yeah, but that's, uh, that's it, John. Enjoy your, your, your travels. Enjoy your trip to Vegas. That should be great. Um, I'm sure the casinos aren't changing anything out of their routine, right? Casinos are like, uh, there, there's no rules there they're not going to institute some new policies i feel like that's what i would think there's no way that would be insane if that happens then i know we're really in trouble but i'm sure vegas is going to keep on being vegas
0: i would hope so i would hope so at least to the end of the month
1: <laughs> yeah if not then i don't know what this all have been about you know what, what kind of country do we have at that point all right John well thank you for bearing with me and my technical difficulties glad we got to record it's been like 3 weeks or something i didn't even ask you how was your uh, how was your trip to germany
0: it was good. I got there and back and did not get the coronavirus.
1: So. Well, that's really all we can, uh, the only measure of success we have anymore, but that's good. Um, and yeah, glad to have you back, John. Uh, maybe we'll do this again more often. Maybe we won't, who's to say? But uh, for now, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you for recording the podcast with me. Thank you to our listeners for listening. We'll talk to you again maybe next week. <laughs>